0: It's your girl, Jessie May. This is another episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. How you living? How you loving? How you learning? You putting stuff in your butt? What's going on this week? Give it to me. Tell me how you're feeling. I hope you're doing well. This is going to be a very revealing episode, but before we get into that, (laughs) my voice just totally... (laughs) is gone. My voice literally has been dying for the past, I don't know, 10 years. Anywho, don't forget, please go subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Maple. I'm fucking terrible at this jesse may peluso check it out new videos for the podcast are posted every week and we're doing backlogged videos from the podcast so if you want to watch the podcast go to youtube.com forward slash jesse Mae peluso hit subscribe and also share i appreciate if you would share it sharing is caring in this new world and this old world we should be sharing more but not your germs or your globules please keep your covid globules to yourself and if you want to call in the podcast and have a voicemail that you leave played on the podcast, you can do that at five one three nine one six zero nine three zero. Give me a call five one three nine one six zero nine three zero. Leave me a voicemail or text message if you're shy, but I like to play the voicemails, so don't be a pussy. Buck up! It's a short life, and as Robin Williams said. You're only given a little spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. So don't lose your madness. Leave it in a voicemail. Let us all hear your madness. And what else? You guys know Cameo app. Hit me up on Cameo if you want me to make you a custom video. Any type of fun, ridiculousness that you want from me, you can book me on the Cameo app. Yes. And that's about it, you guys. We're going to get right into this episode because it was very revealing It features a comedian, an actress from Netflix's Insatiable, an author. You have to check out her book, Little Miss Little Compton. She is so delightful. She's so raw and just pure magic. And she came onto the show to talk about grief and what it's like to try and thrive during that time in your life where you might lose somebody or be going through loss and losing somebody slowly or losing somebody fast. She has been through it all. A, a wonderful woman and amazing comedian and just a bright light. I hope you enjoy my interview with the lovely Arden Marine. Sharp Tongue Podcast comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me hey everybody it's your girl jesse may here on the sharp tongue podcast reminding you to not be an asshole okay life is short we're a blip in time and because of that, you shouldn't be a cunt. Be kind. And speaking of kind, this next guest literally is a beam of sunshine. The moment I met her, I honestly thought she's either a serial killer or the nicest person in the world and the most purest person ever. She's either like the most pure serial killer ever or the most purest person. And it turns out she's she's calling us from, from prison. She's a murderer. No, she's amazing. She's a comedian, stand-up comedian actress, author, Little Miss Compton, Little Miss Little Compton, which is a real place. It is a real town in Rhode Island. She's a. She wrote a memoir, and honestly, I am in the midst of it, and it is, it's so revealing, and it makes me feel like her and I were definitely separated at birth. And we have so many grief connections, very parallel grief connections that make me wonder, is everything just... Uh, you know coincidence or is there something else going on where you actually meet people and you're connected for a reason and i i believe that and i'm so excited to talk to her she's amazing everyone please give it up for the one the only arden marine (gasps)
1: hi don't be an asshole don't be a cunt don't be a cunt of 2020 right it's, it's too hard as it is life is they're real too hard. they're real they're real and they're jiggly.
0: yeah you've got good you know you're a, you're a thin framed woman with a you have curves
1: i've got curves i'm a small gal with i've got a tush i got a booty and i've got yes. real titties and i wouldn't say like I wouldn't say they've ever been standing like, you know, but you know, they're cute in a bra. Cute in a bra. You know what I mean? That's hello, second memoir title. Cute in a bra is number two. <laughs> Spooning with Hooker is a Girl's Life, number three. But yeah, those are, those are my titles. <laughs> this, it, it really is so revealing and I
0: have so many questions. Yeah. First... How long would you say this endeavor took you?
1: I mean, if I'm being really honest about it, this journey, this freaking beast started, the idea of it started like nine years ago. And then um, I've had iterations, different different um, proposals, different versions. And um, I would say the actual book total writing probably took like, Probably like 14 months total. That's a pretty
0: decent amount of time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not so much a summary of your life as much as it's highlights of things you've experienced. And it's like you really chose to feature things that, one, break your heart, and two, and this is why I've always, you know, The few times that we've actually seen each other, you know how comedians are. You feel like you know each other so, so well because of the nature of what we do. But it's always festivals. It's always
1: festivals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It feels like um, you really, you found aspects of your life that people could really learn from in a way that they feel like they can survive the tough stuff
1: i mean it's an interesting i just wanted to write like a breezy fun silly <laughs> beach read and <laughs> and by the nature of like when i sold it how it all went down did you finish it have you finished the book Did i i'm almost I done i don't care if you fit i don't there's no because there's spoilers at the end of like
0: I needed to skip to the end because of what I'm going through. Okay, okay.
1: So you, that's because I'm wondering, I'm like, she's already, I can tell you've already read the end. It's like this fun book that turns into something else. So basically, it was supposed to just be sort of like, my David Sedaris, my, like, my version of Chelsea Hill. Like, I wanted to write this fun beach read. And then, (laughs) that was the goal. That was the original proposal, like, um... I I did uh, the podcast Couples Therapy and they read it and they said that it reminds, they wanted to, they thought it should be called like Funning with Scissors. It's like, (laughs) it's like a fun version of Running with Scissors where it's like kind of this crazy family, but it's fun. And like, so I just wanted like this fun, relatable, like quirky family with some fucking rascal stuff. And then like, I found out I sold the book. I was... Uh, Filming Insatiable I was in episode one Season two I was at a twerk out class With Debbie Ryan And I got a call That nobody could get in touch With my mom And like I was there When they found her on the I was on the phone Like my mom died Like she died making breakfast And so
0: her favorite breakfast. Her
1: favorite toast. <laughs> and which is so, what you smell when you die. <laughs> oh, my God. Or when you have a stroke. Um, and so I hope I smell that's toast what it when is, I die. it is when you die. have a stroke. It's As not you when, smell, you die, it's when you die. You toast. taste pennies and you smell toast when you're having a stroke. <laughs> which I love toast. I mean, I'm like, I actually, I mean, that's almost every, I love toast. Who doesn't like to- butter not, or If you don't like butter? toast, If you don't like fucking toast, what the fuck's wrong you? weird. You don't like your garbage if you don't like fucking yeah, toast. I
0: t- yeah, bro, yeah, You like yeah You like
1: toast. So I went home to my mom's funeral, and on the way to the funeral, like, after so many freaking years of trying to sell this sucker, I get this email out of the blue that's like, hope you're having a great week. (laughs) It's like, not really. They're like, "Um, we're so excited to do this book with you. I sold the book on the way to my mother's funeral. And literally, which is like a twenty second drive, because it's the smallest town in America that I grew up in. Little Compton, Rhode Island. Excuse Shout you. Out. Little Compton, Rhode Island. Shout out. Excuse you. There Excuse she is. You. Chelsea. Chelsea Handler says it's fun. Excuse you. <laughs> and um so then I'm like, well fuck. Like now, so now it's a different book. Like my mom was barely in the proposal, like barely. It actually so took completely turned into a different book. It, it was like a tribute to her. And and, and I wrote it as, I mean, I know I don't know exactly, I, I was supposed to do your podcast. And then and then I get this message from your producer that you were on a plane that something terrible has happened to your mom, which of course I don't want to anybody to ever, I mean, were you at a twerk out class when you found Do you know out? what's
0: crazy? Because I wanted to tell you, I literally, I'm such a nerd. I've leafed parts of the book where I'm please, like. Please,
1: please, tell me so everything.
0: So you were filming for Netflix, one of your, I mean. You've done so many – we both have worked so much, but you've done so much. You've been in movies and you've done – whoever has a successful TV show featuring comedians, you've been on it.
1: Um, But was Insatiable, like, one of your big, bigger gigs? It was my – it was, like, my first hour long that I was a regular of, and I was, like, the bad guy. And it was – and I felt like they really trusted me and they really got me and – I got to be the villain. I was a serial killer. You know, like, spoiler alert. But, like, (laughs) but, like, but, like, you know, and they would, like, let me improvise. So, like, just creatively. And it was all run by women. And we had, like, our directors were women or gay men. It was just, like, I felt like I could just run. Creatively, it was my favorite thing I ever got to do.
0: So I was doing the same thing with Netflix in September. Like the That's all the things You just said Is exactly How I felt About this project And then You know The day after My birthday
1: When's your know, birthday?
0: Se- September 16th
1: My mom's the 17th I love a Virgo I love that a Virgo That is so weird And my best friend's The 17th
0: that's really strange. There's a lot of similarities in our life that I freak me this.
1: out. I love this. I, I was supposed to. Okay. So you're filming. It's a so day I'm after filming your birthday. So it's my in. mom's birthday. So it's my mom's birthday.
0: Yeah. So like 17th, the 18th, I get a call from my sister that my mom is like in a coma and they don't know if she's going to wake up in the hospitals telling her to do a DNR. And I'm like. Yeah. And we're in a pandemic. And we're in a pandemic. I'm on a closed set. I'm not supposed to go anywhere. Um, and I had to f- i i had to fly back. Netflix was like absolutely. They weren't even. And you also spoke about like the camaraderie and the friendships and feeling so like how how much you felt safe and supported on that set by all walks of you know the whoever's on you know like the cast and the crew and network side, like I felt the same way. Like they were just like, go, you need to go and do this. There's no question. Like I had a break. We had to stop. I cost the production probably a pretty penny because we were on a closed set. So they couldn't pause the production. They were in a, you know, they had that little set amount of time because of the way things are in pandemic. But yeah, I had to go back and deal with that whole revelation, which you asked before, like what happened. And I've told people before on the podcast, but in brief, she had she went in for a twisted colon, which, which is, is life like, or death.
1: Who even knows this is a thing? Like who nightmare, even? nightmare. What? the human condition is a nightmare, <laughs> nightmare. It's like isn't that it poor already fucking twisted? Woman. Isn't that enough? Like, how do you twist your colon? Like, how do fuck you? you, what, are you doing? what do you mean twisted colon? How dare you? No, you you've doing? got like, a twisted colon. How <laughs> you? dare you? How dare you? Twist so sweet. rude, sweet mama, sweet mama peas colon. Excuse me, rude. Twist your own colon, world. (laughs) So rude. 2020, the whole year just felt like a twisted colon. Excuse me. This is the year of the twisted colon. Rude.
0: Tacky. Okay, side note. I also say rude to everyone, so much so that my niece and nephew are starting to, like, have full conversations. Say rude to people. Yeah. Very strange. Very very strange. Spirit
1: animal. Rude. I also feel like if somebody says
0: something to me. Like, they make a, a character accusation. I go, rude, but accurate. Rude. Very rude. accurate.
1: Oh, definitely accurate. Oh, they're all accurate. Everything shitty you say about me is probably 100% accurate. And rude. Let me it's, let me insult myself first. I know. You think I don't know that I sound like this? <laughs> you think I don't know that my face is a little pointy or that I look a little bit like Adam Scott? <laughs> I know. You, you don't need like, to point oh, it at what? Adam Scott. You don't need to tell me. I'll tell you because that's rude. <laughs> It's rude very it's
0: highly rude it's rude. intensely rude rude but yeah we we have this you know so you had to like break production
1: how long were you how long were you gone from production i had to go for a week so they had to reboard everything because there was like an ice storm in rhode island like i couldn't get home i it was like so i had to wait a couple days like a maniac in an airbnb trying to get to my mom's house and but I'd had such because my dad had died. Episode one, season one. God, that was the other thing. Where I was like, "Hey guys, normally I'm the fun one on the set. They only know me as a grieving maniac on location and land." But my dad died forever, and I will say, like, I did it. I did a Steve Martin play. I did like the pre-Broadway run of the one that Amy Schumer did. And opening night, right before curtain, I get a call. My dad's like in the street roaming like like going like he's gonna die I got I'm like and I remember thinking I remember turning I didn't tell anybody but the woman that shared it was like four or four of us a four-person play you never I never left the stage and she's like your father's been rushed to the hospital he's probably gonna die opening night curtain and I'm like Steve Martin was there they're all there like Martin Shore is there they're all fucking there and I was like you know what if he's dead now he's gonna be dead in two hours like this is this is this is my I can't deal with this like I I just have to like let me just go do tonight and just stick my landing <laughs> I've worked my whole life I'm like the lead in this play I gotta just do this like it's not gonna do anything like, let me just execute this tonight and I did and
0: did you, did you do you feel like you were completely did you shut it down completely or were you no, able no. to process it
1: no I, I mean in the moment I was batshit but I, I do think I do think as being a comedian. I mean, there's so much adrenaline. In order to, like, get, get your sea legs as a stand-up, you learn if you have to under pressure with high adrenaline, you learn how to self-soothe the enough. When Elvis starts to leave the building of your body, you learn how to, like, be like, no, not today, devil. Like, let's just – like we've all had shows when it's like the Friday Late Show, and I think in some ways there's nothing prepares you more than anything than like a Friday Late Show in Indianapolis oh at like Crackers. That's, that's why like, Steve
0: Martin quit comedy.
1: Yeah, that's a, I mean, truly, I mean, that's that is. I think nights like that prepare you to for things like this where you have if you have to go do it nothing is worse like than a a drunken heckling crowd. Like if you can survive that and wrangle them, you can do this. And um, so, yeah, I took, I had to go for a week. And, but then I came right back and the first scene up was a funeral scene.
0: (laughs) I I mean, that's also side note, another similarity we have. I was scheduled to shoot a show with E, a show I had prepped for two or three weeks for. I had to learn dance steps and routines. Yeah, you did. And the night before the episode airs, I, my sister called me and told me that my father had passed away and I had to go and I did the same thing where I was like, you did it.
1: Did you do it? You I did, it. did
0: because I, I, I could hear my dad being like, what do you do? Like, you need to go do this
1: show. When I'm, st-
0: he- I'm going to be gone.
1: How long ago was that? Two years ago. Oh my it God. Was, so we're on the same trajectory. <laughs> September, we're on the same October
0: 29th, 2018. All right. When did your father pass away? He let's was... Do, let's do dead parent my dead, dead dad
1: was, like, July 31st, 2017. Mom was March 2019. Six, 18 months. And it's, you know... Say, <laughs> but it's the same time difference as you. It really is. <laughs> Mine was just a year ahead. Um. So, so it's a twisted colon. Twisted colon. So,
0: anyone who has a twisted colon out there, FYI... Um, if you f- if you have gastrointestinal intestinal issues, go get them checked out. Because your colon could be twisted.
1: <laughs> Dude, who knows what's up there? Who knows anything could be happening? I don't know. I'm not judging you. I don't know how that happened. I'm not, like, putting a hex on you. Yeah, I mean. Check it out.
0: They don't even know why, which is just rude. You went 10 years to medical school?
1: Yeah, thank you. You you went to 10 years to medical school. You're not going to get up in my business? Yeah, you're not going to give me, like, can you, like, make up a reason why it happens? Yeah. Can Just you, make like- some. I'm not. I, I I want I want you to at least lie to my face and tell me that I'm pretty for the night. As you're, Please. you know what I mean, just lie to my face and tell me my colon might be twisted.
0: Yes, just just reach into that bag yes. of medical yeah. expertise and pull yes. out some bullshit. So
1: so, how many siblings do you have? You've got.
0: I'm the youngest of four, but my mother and father had two, and my dad had two from his previous okay marriage okay so you so, get this
1: call you go you're like okay twisted colon has now morphed into
0: she well she was being prepped for surgery cuz if you have a twisted colon you have to be you have to have surgery it's life oh, or death yeah I mean, obviously, you know that. I mean, you yeah. heard of Twisted Colon. <laughs> you know, I you, went you to guys, Twisted school. Colon
1: will not be at Coachella this year. Oh my god, I love them! I did so much ecstasy, and I danced to Twisted Colon. I was just flying, flying out in the desert, so sunburned. My my heavy tits should have been more wrangled. Heavy they were tits. just flying, flying freely at a crochet top at Twisted Colon. But I had a great time. Great time.
0: <laughs> heavy tits could be your rapper
1: name. <laughs> heavy tits also was DJ actually, Heavy. With tits. Headlining that headline, they did a, a little. Yeah, guess spot. It was great. It was great. I, I didn't expect that combo to come together, heavy tits and twisted colon. But you know what? Sometimes sometimes it, lemonade happens. Lemonade. Listen,
0: sometimes you're served a platter of goodness from life and you just got to squeeze it into a glass and drink it.
1: True story. You really do. True story. Do you ever do this
0: sometimes after, like if you just like laugh and then you're done filming, you think that, are you like self-conscious about the microphone, like the being laughed? I'm always like.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. Like in the bathroom, just slapping yourself. I feel like I've said, I realized when all the Me Too things started and the Time's Up things started and like, I'm like, the jokes I've made on audio, (laughs) the jokes I've made on audio, I'm like, I I didn't realize how much like, I didn't realize once I was mic'd, like how much I'm like, oh, I make a lot. Because when you're around a lot of dark people... You get, just, you, you're you just talking shit. You're talking shit. But then, like, <laughs> if you're around... This was the first show I was on where it was, like... It was initially... It was for the CW, and then Netflix bought it. So I'd never been around, like, the beautiful people. You know what I mean? I had literally never even seen most of them before in my life, like, except for Alyssa Milano. Like, I didn't... I'd never even signed in on the same call sheet as in... I literally didn't know who anybody <laughs> was. And I mean, it, Debbie Ryan is...
0: So beautiful.
1: Oh, my God. I remember she did my podcast a few times, and I had to warn – I host a very silly Bachelor podcast. It's a very, very hard-hitting, very important political uh, Bachelor podcast. And um, What's rem- it called? Tell us what you, it's called. Will you accept this rose and uh, – and, I mean, it's so dumb. And it's, like, me and comedians talking about The Bachelor. It's so dumb. I treat it like a sporting event. Like, who's going to get banged in the fantasy suites? Like, who's going? Who's the villain who's going to be drunk in the first night? Like, whose sibling is going to mouth kiss them when they go to hometowns? Things like that. Yeah, oh, uh, there's a lot of, like, brothers that were like, cowl neck sweaters and, like, mouth kiss. Anyway, but I remember Debbie did it a couple times, and I had to warn everyone, like, when you're sitting at a table, like, her, her face is so pretty. Her face like, is looking- so perfect. Her face – and what's interesting about her is once you actually – she was the person that I accidentally befriended, turns out she's a funny ding-dong. She's funny. She, she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know that she's that face. She's actually really funny. And it was like – it's like she's actually like a little bit – she's a similar spirit animal. She would be your She's spicy.
0: She's spicy. I did um, Steve Burns movie – um, opening act and it's with her and a bunch of other people and Peter you know who, who produced that freaking the dude from from uh, Christmas Story oh the, the, you'll shoot your eye out yes
1: did he look exactly the he same he looked exactly the same you know who his best friend is you Vin- Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, yeah. I'm the female Vince Vaughn. A lot of people think I am Vince Vaughn. (laughs) Okay, so what happened? So she was in a coma. So she was in a coma. (laughs) Twisted colon.
0: So she's getting prepped to get her colon untwisted. Like, I don't even... At this point, I'm like, are they cutting into her? Are they just going to, like, sort of fold her? I'm imagining them just folding
1: her in a way that she just untwists. Like a balloon animal.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's how we would do it. We should have gone... to. Excuse you! Excuse we you! You don't have, have solutions. We, we should have gone to medical school. Oh, the we don't world need was to. Robbed.
0: We already solved
1: it. The world. We figured it out, assholes. <laughs> How about this? Uh, did you <laughs> Could try you not, did you untwisting that? it? Why don't you not make the poodle with the balloon? You make the snake.
0: Yeah, you ever hose your
1: wa- your, your garden? Yeah. and the, it gets a kink. Yeah, what do you you don't cut the kink? Yeah, you don't cut the kink, dickhead. Then everything's gonna go flying. You you do that. <laughs> okay, so they were gonna untwist her.
0: So she's, she's sitting in the prep room to go into surgery, and her boyfriend, who fun twist in the story, my mother's boyfriend now was my stepdad fifteen years ago. They got divorced, but he's back in the picture.
1: I love that for them. I, do too. I love that for them.
0: I'd Steve. Steve,
1: Steve! who also
0: happened to be the neighbor's dad. He lived four houses down, and then he moved into my house. Ooh. That's how you become a comedian. That's a re- that's one of the recipes.
1: <laughs> oh, trust me, trust me. You definitely you definitely need some kind of a dad situation. There's a there's a there's something with the dad. It, every For woman us. on Mad TV, every on Mad TV, there was some, they're either missing, they're <laughs> in jail, <laughs> they're, they're an unsolved alcoholic, mysteries. they're on unsolved mysteries, they're alcoholic, they're there's something there's a quirk with the dad. Somebody you scratch the surface of a female comedian you're gonna find a little pepper in the pot with the dad
0: yeah there's always a little bit and it's not like i mean there's some weird daddy issues some of them have but oh yeah mine was a stepdad who was my friend's dad and i was like why is steve here why is he just not
1: leaving steve why aren't you going home
0: excuse
1: excuse you steve, steve. rude
0: First rude a rude. rude why are you fucking my mom steve steve why why do you have a coffee mug
1: Rude, Steve, rude. I don't need to see you at breakfast. (laughs) Steve, are those your slippers? Rude. Steve, Steve, (laughs) I'm 11 and you're Steve and you need to go home now, Steve. Rude. I'm (laughs) 11 and you're Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to look at him next time I go home and just laugh my ass off. That's it. That just oh sums it all up right there. I'm 11 and you're Steve, and um, I, you're gonna now have to sign me up for an open mic at the uh, Chuckle <laughs> Hut because of our interaction right here over an ego.
0: <laughs> my God! So he's in. So he's in the prep room with Nance. Nancy. Sure. Yeah. Your mom's name is Janet. Janet Nance. My I have Aunt Janet. Another thing, another uh-huh. layer to our I, weird cake.
1: Our onion. Our onion. Our onion. Cake. Our friend. Our un- our friendship onion cake. <laughs> Our friendship Which sounds onion. Sounds delicious cake. with the I right. Oh my god! Arrangement. I like, I like anything. I like labors, even gross ones. We are doctors, and we're also extreme bakers. We're extreme baker doctor. <laughs> we're extreme sport baker doctor. So we
0: kind of know what we're doing.
1: <laughs> okay, so Steve is there. Nancy's Steve's there. Like, Nancy's, Nancy's like. like make sure surgery. they untwist this.
0: Yeah. So he's looking at her, and she just goes, <gasps> Nope. Had nope. a heart attack, went into cardiac arrest.
1: That's the thing; it's like lights out. And then,
0: that's when she, you know, was
1: in somewhat was, of a coma. Thank God she was in the hospital, though.
0: the The hospital said if this were to happen at home, she would have died.
1: That's what happened to the Jams, the Jesters. JJ making toast. Lights out. At least she had toast to look. She didn't get to eat the fucking toast, but she had hope when she died. She had hope.
0: She did have hope when she died. And you know what? This is a real lesson that hospitals should serve breakfast for regular people.
1: Thank you. That's exactly. Thank you. It's the hospital's
0: fault that Janet died.
1: Thank you. She should have just been there like, give me the give me the toast, please. Toast should only be available in hospitals. You have to go. You want your toast? You better come here. You want your Thomas's English muffin slathered in oleo, as she called it? Oh, oh, you want your Marjorie. nooks and crannies saturated with yellow chemicals? You want to give yourself a heart attack for breakfast? You and then have a heart attack? You better do it here in the fucking hospital. Yeah, you're going
0: to Smith Sloane's hospital, third floor.
1: Yeah. So, so, so she had a heart attack, and then what happened? What they do?
0: Well, then they were like, "Well, this has gotten a little bit complicated." They she still had to have this emergency surgery. Yeah. So they, I, they. Had to defibrillate her a few times. You know, they zapped her. I think that's when they plug her into a wall. I'm not sure. I think they throw water on her and do a hair dry thing.
1: I'm not sure. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how I did it at my (laughs) my medical school, which is before Four Seasons Landscaping Medical School. Yeah,
0: we asked for the budget defibs, and it's when they toss your mom into a bathtub and And throw a a hair dryer. put toaster
1: in, yeah. (laughs) They put your mom's toaster. (laughs) And and, the toast pops up, and she wakes up and is like, I got it. (laughs) Okay, so... People listening, so that, we're...
0: if you, Nobody should be offended because we're laughing about our moms, so guys, you here's should be laughing. Thing.
1: We're all laughing because what else are we going to do? Guys, it's 2020. It's a dumpster fire. And here's what take... This should be a, a, a message of hope. It's like you're still yourself through all of this. That's what I want everybody to... I really wanted everybody to know you're still yourself. You can still, you can still have a center in your own heart and be okay. Even you if can. the world... You can. That's Funk what... The, like, honestly, that's that's what this whole thing
0: is so inspiring about. And in, in this, like I underlined one of the things that, um, the beautiful Debbie Ryan said, she said, I've been told God doesn't waste pain. And I've seen firsthand the beauty and comedy Arden was able to find even during the shadows of tragedy. And that's exactly like, not everybody can do that. It's really difficult. You know, we're not saying like, it's just, uh, oh, you should do this. But, Knowing that you can get through this with some dignity and some
1: semblance of a balanced approach. Here are the top five things that I honestly, the gift of the grief was I could not people please, and that my body instinctively knew. We were talking earlier who I wanted to text back, who I didn't have the time for yet, but I would later what i wanted to do what podcasts i wanted to do what work things i wanted to do what i didn't want to do and also i knew that i somebody told me that to play and i don't even think this everyone says that this isn't even proper grammar which is probably not but like to play was the regulator of grief for the cells in the body so yeah, there was i saw you, some, you wrote you mentioned that so i literally just almost did like an experiment i was like okay that the body needs to play a little bit. And so I, we would, my brother and I would like have little dance parties. And then like Debbie made us a dance. We made us like a, a playlist on Spotify. And we would like dance to like ABBA and then like fall on the ground and cry. But like there was something about that. Or like I still wanted to do my bachelor podcast. Like that you start to know like I would have known like, oh, Jessica feels like a safe person. Like you can see who's, and sometimes you guess wrong. Sometimes you're like, nope.
0: But you notice, but I think you, you notice that quicker.
1: Quickly. And you, and you, so I call it grief island. And it's like that you lower the bar, eliminate your, like make half the commitments, maybe one third of the commitments that you normally do. Allow time for just lying on the couch. Allow time for watching. Whatever your reality, I don't know what your jam is, what you, what your great British bake-off or queer eye is. I don't know what your thing is, but like something that. You are know, like I would watch like Queer Eye or Great British Bake Off where I'm like, oh, is the baker going to bake the lion cake? And it's like I could focus on it. It was like the TV version of Prozac. Uh, like I, I would go to gym classes that were 60 minutes long and I would show up at like the 38 minute mark <laughs> and just sort of slow shuffle and kind of cry in the back, but just move around a little bit. Like, like. Did just, you really do that? Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to keep like, uh, yourself
0: moving? Like.
1: Yeah. I just felt like I know I do better with a little movement. I knew I needed to get, like, I would go on walks. And then I would go eat a lot of tacos with people. But, like, only, like, who felt safe? Like, okay, Debbie's safe. Like, who can handle who do I not it's the here's who I couldn't handle I couldn't handle the she's in a better place like that oh god I know people like, mean well but people are like just know you're not quite at your best and they're like oh this is my friend don't mind her like if I didn't have to be okay it actually made it easier for me to actually be okay than if somebody manically needed for it to be like but they're okay right they're to gonna be okay right you're fine you. yeah and it's like look I know your mom's not out of the hospital yet. I know there's like a gray area. I know it's great news that she's alive, but I know it's a complicated path. And like the people that want to wrap it up with a bow and be like, but it's good news, right? It's like, well, it's like, it, it's a, it's hard to be in the hallway. And I think that's what this year has been with the pandemic. It's like getting comfortable being uncomfortable and being with the people and the things that feel safe and joyful. And just know you're going to make a few errors along the way and you just can course correct and be like, Bye Felicia. <laughs> I think that's you exactly
0: again. what this year is about. It's it's really teaching you how to sit in chaos and realize that it's not the end of the world, even though it feels like it and everyone keeps saying it. Yeah. There's there's so many there's so many magical powers that people have within themselves that sometimes it takes this chaotic destructive time to unearth those powers.
1: I've been so impressed at how people have pivoted, how yeah, it now seems normal to do a podcast like this and like that you can actually get, I didn't expect to be doing a book. Like I thought, I thought I'd be on tour right now, yep. doing a book tour. Like, and yet because of the book, I reached out to people I knew who all had podcasts and I feel like I've had these moments of connection and grace and these conversations with people, like, even though we're safely, that that there's still magic. It's just like there's a simplification. It won't always be like this. And like I've learned not to be afraid of my own company. Yeah. And that's
0: a in in a step further, I've learned to like not be afraid of my own company, but also like enjoy it more. I do. I like my own company.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of fun. Right? Yeah. You yeah.
0: you described um the the pig fucking the 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 Picasso uh chapter is so so much. There's so much happening. But you said it was a beautiful horrible day. And I think that sort of encapsulates the my mindset of this year. Yeah. It's finding the beauty in the horror.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I certainly didn't – I sort of – I was like, well, 2019's over. <laughs> At least it's going to be a fresh start, you know? Like, And I, I think – I remember when my mom died that I was – there were so many fun things in my life, as it sounds like you have so many fun – like that I was like, no, she wouldn't want me to like go down with the ship. Like yep. – and it doesn't mean you have to be Pollyanna about it but even like this year with the pandemic like I just I know I have been depressed in my life I have been super depressed for like two years and cried all the time and like you know and I I had a really hard time a couple years in my 20s and I just thought like I feel like it's it's like momentum it's like it's Easier just to kind of keep the ship upright and going than to like if I really give in and really get into bed and really just like let myself go. I've done that. And it's it takes so long to climb out from that. It does. That it's like maybe this is a gift. Like and it's not personal and it's happening to everybody. And all right. It's, it's like screaming at the sky because it's raining. Like it's not. It's not my ideal. I'm aware that I'm lucky that like I've been a We are in an industry where I've been able to figure out ways to earn. Like I'm aware. Like I. So I don't. I don't say that flippantly. I know if that's like you know a lot of people don't know how they're going to pay their lights. Right. You know things like that. Um,
0: we are sort of in an industry where if you have the means, you can pivot. Yeah. A little and, and just tr- put the rock in the river so the water goes a different way.
1: Yeah, it's like I wouldn't say I'm like uh, rolling in it, but I, I know I will be able to pay for my car this year and I don't take that for granted.
0: I was going to ask you when you were talking about grief and, you know, the the great things that came from it for, me, for you, what was some of the hardest things what was the more difficult aspects of grief in your relationship with it that you, look ba- looking back, maybe realize now?
1: I'll tell you with both of them. I was surprised that I – I was surprised how much grief I had for my dad because I had all the warning – I mean, he died for like 30 years, literally. And he was tough. Like, he wasn't a nice guy. And – I, you know, I'd done all the work. Like if it it was just never going to happen with him. Like he was, I was never going to get the big, I'm proud of you. I love you. Like, like if it was ever, I did everything in my, power. like if it was ever going to happen, it would happen. It just wasn't going to happen. Like he just couldn't do it. It just, and I was at peace with that. I was surprised how much sadness I had when he died. And, and then, so I learned that it takes like about a full year and, like, when my, and, like, I felt like myself again about a year later. And when my mom died, I'd had about four months of kind of feeling my, myself again oh my <laughs> when she died. I felt like somebody had thrown me onto the roller coaster at, like, Six Flags. And, like, like, the shoulder things came down. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, here we go. And but this did not quite I, click? The yeah, shoulder th- things
0: came down, but they didn't latch. And you're like, the, fuck. fuck. And it's like,
1: I don't want to be. Like, I just did this. Like, I don't want to be here. I and I want to be, me. like, I don't know, I'm like, I just want to be, like, the fun cast member who's not grieving. Like, I just fucking did this. And so um, I would say the harder, um, I think it's, the hardest things of grief for me are you feel like you're going to feel that way forever, you know, you feel that you're going to feel other or different than other people forever. Or, or I always liken it to being like a Macy's Day balloon where like 11 out of the 12 handlers have, like, have lost the handles. Like there's only one person. <laughs> You've left Earth and there's like you feel kind of crazy, you know. You do. Which makes it harder to connect. So like even with your safe friends, you feel like a little bit weird, a little bit – you know, and, and I think you feel like you're going to feel like that forever. You yep. feel like you're going to feel like a freak in the crowd. Even with the most accepting friends, you feel like you're going to feel different forever. And and that you don't even realize how much you're holding your breath with that yeah. and, until it is gone and you don't feel like that anymore. And, and it I, feels more like that,
0: like you said, people's grief language is so lacking that that just drives the nail in even more
1: well there's so many people who are so nervous about it like I think I never in my life I mean I grew up in a family that did not talk about feelings but never in my life did I feel that I actually feel like it's part of my journey on earth to normalize grief like that it's okay to grieve it's okay like it's normal and I actually feel like that's what this year is like I, even like hanging I've been very socially distanced from people. So like when I hang, I do hang with a mask outside and it's like I miss my friends' fucking faces. Yeah, I miss you know? chins. Like, I miss chins. Oh my god, I I Lauren I love Lapkus, a chin. Lauren Lapkiss came over yesterday and I was like, Can I just see your like lower face? <laughs> she well, she's <laughs> got a see- great face. Oh, she's got such a good face. I'm like, so let me just see your face. I just miss your fucking face. You can't have
0: Lapkiss over and not see a profile.
1: Yeah, I'm like, who, where's, I mean, who's this mysterious lapgast? We who's should do 2021, 20, like, like, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have that. I'm so sick of just, give me a, give me a chin.
0: Give me a lower lip. I don't even, like, give me a white girl upper lip. Like, give me one of these.
1: Give me anything. Give me anything. <laughs> um, I also would say the thing that was really hard with grief was, and I don't, like, just when it would sneak up on you like i remember like finding my mom's nail like i had like one day to just throw shit in a bag and bring it back to the airbnb in atlanta so like one little roller suitcase of my mom's stuff you know so i took like a nightgown her cat like paperwork some jewelry i just i just sort of shoved and like some makeup and i found like her nail file and there was something i remember it was like I hadn't really opened the bag but I opened it and like four weeks later there was something about the smallness of like a nail file that this woman had like just used and like seeing that like with her there's something so human and just sobbing uncontrollably and thinking that I was never gonna be able to see an item of hers and not just like lose it again yeah but it does I will say and you can't speed it up you can't there's no it's you can't there's no free pass. The only no. way through is through. you just got to walk through that. But I really believe you got to feel it to heal it. And I think if you actually let, like, if you build in some sort of fun and then play. I So I went to, I found a therapist in Atlanta that I went to twice a week. And then I found a couple groups I went to. And, like, so I had a place to go be not okay. And then that enabled me to play. It took the burden off of my friends to have the sobbing woman on their hands. <laughs> And then like, you know, so I could pay people or or go to afford like free basements and, you know, cry with shitty coffee so that I could go have fun and show up. And then I actually found I did like going to work and I did like doing this stuff so I could forget about it. But like, so that was my thing it was like. If you actually just sort of feel it and process it and go through the why and don't let people, like, talk you out of it, I actually feel like it doesn't leave as many scars as when you fight it or pretend it's not there. Like, like it's it's like a clean cut. Like, it's like it's not a dirty sc- scrape along the pavement. Right. It's like a clean knife cut. Like, you know, I now feel, like, pretty joyful. I'm like, oh, she's everywhere. I feel joyful. I f-. But when people would say that to me, like, oh, she's still with you, it's like, go Fuck yourself. Your mom's still with you in fucking Cincinnati. (laughs) Fuck you. You know? Carol. Yeah, Carol, excuse you. Rude.
0: Rude 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 but accurate i know she's with me she's everywhere but rude
1: yeah excuse me please how don't do you come mail? at me with uh, your
0: grief quotes that you got off a plaque at marshall's
1: yeah excuse, don't come yeah, at exactly. me with your marshall's grief yeah, quotes with your like namaste grief quote wall like a fixer upper like it's a, like don't put some fucking wainscoting in your grief quote coming at me i can't um how are you doing how are you press? great so, so you're in the middle of it right now <laughs> yeah you're you in the know, middle of it How's she doing?
0: I feel like my dad's death, like you said, it, it, it opens, it breaks you apart, but it opens you up in a way that for me, it's opened me up so wide that there isn't any place, there's not as many divots in my soul where worry and fear and doubt get to hang on to. You know what I mean? My soul has been was was cast so wide after my dad died that I feel like those sort of things just sort of get, go right through me in a different fashion. So with this whole thing with my mom, the unknown being the most difficult aspect of it. It's not that I've come to peace with the outcome. I just know that the outcome could go either way, and that the the I'm such a crier.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I cry all the time. Are you kidding me? I, I, think to, I like cry the all the most
0: time. You
1: can cry to me. I beautiful f-
0: part of life is that we we don't
1: hang on to it. You know, it's... It's, it's weird when, this, when you're really face-to-face with the cycle of life. It's not for sissies, man. I'll no, it's that. not.
0: And it's just, if you're lucky enough, like you, you know, you described your mom as somebody who loved being a mom and who put so much effort into it and it sounded like she was fun and colorful and spontaneous and also responsible and in instilling values in you but allowing you the space to be you that's what that's what makes it so much more difficult like if my mom was just a crack whore and my dad was you know her pimp i'd be a stripper instead of a comedian and i would i would mask all my feelings no offense to strippers, not that that's you know. I got to say that these days, but you know, some of you are fucked up like us. That's why we f- we seek each other out.
1: Oh, it's either the it's either a pole or a mic stand. <laughs> same thing. We're hanging off of it the same way. I, you know, it's funny when you say that about your dad. I will say, like, I was aware that my my biggest fear was because my mom was alone in the country that she would die and nobody would find her. Like it would literally happened, and I will say because I was such a worry wart, my biggest fear happened worrying about it in advance didn't prevent it it didn't spare me when it happened and it didn't like like there's really no point you can truly survive anything you can and you're you're okay no matter we are not in charge you're okay no matter what and and like there's so much magic and like this is it like there's so much and you can celebrate like i i think even just you know in the other parts of the book like there was so much of me i think for so many years that felt different or wrong that was like you know i, I think so many people think oh if i only made this amount of money or weighed this much or had my house look like let's like then i'll be okay it's like fuck it start like you're lovable no matter what like as is start today like fuck it like Have some celebration. Hang out with people that don't hurt you. Go to where the love is. What makes your tail wag? Protect your magic. And like what's your specific sparkly little thing, the pure essence of what's your little purpose and your little tail wagging to give to the world and like go for it. That's it.
0: Balls out. That's it. Well, speaking of going for it, Yes. People went for some questions. Would you want to answer some fan questions?
1: I would love to. It's such a joy to talk to you, can I just say? It's really. I'm happy to talk to you.
0: I'm happy to talk to you too. And I was just like looking at the the recording. I'm like, I can't. It feels like five minutes. I've been talking to you for five minutes. Are you open to all questions? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, Let's see. This is Aub. I'm a terrible reader. (laughs) Me too. A Packard, a Packard, whatever that is. Do you ever feel just so overwhelmed by life and its challenges? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Listen to this whole
0: podcast. That's all we're talking (laughs) about. Oh, my God.
1: I do. I will say, I will say, like, I've learned how to put structure into my life. I think when you have a job that is freelance, essentially, I do better with some routine. Same. And I do better also breaking things down into baby steps. So, like, even like the book, I didn't sit down and just like write from like noon to three. Like, I didn't sit down and write it in order. Like, I had to start with the, I always sneak through like the dormer window. I don't go through the front door oh of my a God. project. <laughs> I Same. Can't. And I like took so many naps and blackouts. So, like, I get overwhelmed, <laughs> but like, I just, I allow my, my friend says I'm organized chaos. So, like, just like baby steps. Just put just like move the marker forward a little bit every day like incremental progress and but like action like action. I'm an anxious person. And so if I let my feeling how I felt dictate what I did, I would never leave my fucking house. So like my feelings are not allowed to dictate what I do for the day. How I feel cannot dictate whether I show up and do the things I want to do or don't want to do. And that's how I and then eventually I feel better. I go to bed because I actually like dealt with my shit.
0: Right. I think structure is a really good approach to handling challenges. Oh uh, yeah, um, Nicole, Nicole, I, this is a real challenge. Nicole S Andevol fifty nine. Wow, the, she put all the it. letters and words in there. I love this for her. What does Jesse smell like?
1: Ooh, I was gonna say like um, that sandal thirty three. <laughs> like I was gonna say like that. You know what I mean? It's like that sort of like. It's like a woodsy but beautiful perfume. It's like that, you know, that Santal thirty three. Like my a tree. Mind. I
0: smell like a tree and moss. No,
1: no, no, it's like it's like that bougie. It's like a roller oil. That's like yes, a yes, I use a roller oil. And it's, it's a like roller vanilla. oil. It's like bougie, but like kind of like earthy. But like but like you want to get into that hair and be like, what is that? Am I right? Yes. Great.
0: Uh Trevor T Tr- Trevor Turbo asks, "Do you like Metallica or Slayer?" Metallica. Really? Yeah, do you like Slayer? You know, both of them give me a little bit of anxiety, but I see the need to kind of thrash. Yeah. And and let it out. Yeah, um, sure. Metallica feels Metallica feels and this is no offense to any Metallica fans. Fuck sure. you guys. Metallica feels like a metal band Disney made.
1: I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. I'm going to get so much hate mail. I love that. But you know what? Why not? Go Slayer feels like the sister.
0: Like Metallica went to school to learn how to rock. And and Slayer's a sister who like got raped as a teenager and like had to rock for survival.
1: Right. There you go. Didn't want to become a comedian. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. I get that. Great.
0: Unky Brian. Oh, God. This one comes with some strange questions. Being a white woman, what is your love for clean cotton Yankee candles and sconces?
1: <laughs> I don't like. Uh, I don't like a Yankee candle. I don't, I don't either. They're trash. They're Sorry, awful. they're trash. Um, I mean, I don't speak for all white women. I don't think I have exactly the same taste as all white women. <laughs> so I'm gonna say pass on the like the Hallmark Yankee candle. <laughs> I like a sconce. I feel like, you know, look, I'm not mad at sometimes I think sometimes overhead lighting can be harsh. Very and, harsh. And I don't ever mind having like a nice glow to give me a nice youthful glow. I get a I get like sometimes <laughs> as a white woman, you get sort of like a grayish pallor that's not like, you know, I need a little help to keep like in the winter time looking fresh. So, Some I'll warm take a cheeks. sconce. I'll take a sconce. I'll take a sconce. If If anybody wants to send us a
0: sconce, we would love, we each have podcasts. Send us a podcast sconce.
1: I need a podcast sconce, please.
0: Uh, This question, without fail, always finds its way onto the podcast. Love this. S. Lucy Grant. Basically, have you ever crapped your pants?
1: Of course, obviously. (laughs) Have you ever crapped your pants on set? No, but I did shit on my neighbor's lawn. Good for you. Jogging. Coffee. <gasps>
0: uh oh. Wait. So you God. had to go, and you're like, so if it was your neighbor, you couldn't make it to your house.
1: Not in Los Angeles. Couldn't yes. make it to my house. Not in, a, in the country. In okay. the country. Yeah, the yeah. cool yeah. like Angeles. Not in like. Not in like. Uh, like I shot on like uh, Kirstie Alley's. Line. I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't yeah. where you like? Fancy. Who's? <laughs> I don't live in that fancy a part of a town. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, you don't know who lives where. I don't know. I've never shot on a Los. Se- I've never shot on a. Ca- California neighbor's lawn. But I have <laughs> shot on a neighbor's lawn. And I'm I, mean, I, I guess there's I, a
0: lot of lawns in California that have been shot on purposefully.
1: I think I have shot my pants also jogging. I think I've shot my pants. Have you shot your pants? You know,
0: this is gonna sound like a humble brag. I don't know that I have.
1: Oh, wow. I take I that back. You have. Everybody I wants. take
0: it back. I a couple shot days ago, pants. it happened a couple days ago.
1: Oh, okay. Well that's the thing. I would say my brother phrased it like this. My uh, my <laughs> brother and I have shared sh- 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 pants shitting stories. One time he got really close. He was really close to. He made it, but he said it, it was after like a raucous New Year's Eve out. Oh and Jesus! He said, so you know, alcohol, poops. alcohol. Morning after January first. Oh. He told me that his intestines were so excited <laughs> that they knew they were o- – like, he really had to go. And his intestines were so excited. He lived in Brooklyn. There was, like, an elevator situation. They were so excited. They were, like, puppies doing circles. Like, they knew they were going to get to for- go for, like, a car ride. But, like, they knew they were close to home that they, like – that he. I think that's what happened with me with the neighbor's lawn where, like, I would made it back from, like, the end of my – I was, like, I went for, like, a three-mile jog. And, like, at mile one and a half, I'm, like, oh, I got to go back – so I made it so close and I think they got excited like a, like puppies and they knew they were close to home. They were so excited they were going to get to go to the beach <laughs> that they shat on the neighbor's lawn. You it's know like what I mean? your
0: brain is so used to your routine and it's yeah. like, oh, let me just send this text message to the bowels. Okay,
1: you can yeah. go. And you're like, go time. No. Go time. I'm so excited I'm almost home. Go time. But it feels so good when you get a nice soupy poop day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, it feels... You feel you're like oh I maybe I should get new headshots like yeah you you're like let's go to the flummer. beach let's go buy feel bikinis like, let's go buy bikinis the bloat go bikini is shopping. gone the bloat like who knew that was all in there so much stuff is in there it's rude so much stuff rude rude so many foods I tried not- so okay many
0: foods. I need you to help me settle yeah. a debate yeah I am furious can I tell you why I'm furious please furious please not because I can't see my mom during COVID times and the hospital visitation has been paused. Not furious because of that. Furious because of yoga pants that come up to your rib cage. What's with the,
1: how, how high? Whose waist is this high? I have a really long torso. Do you, do those look good on you? I have to tell you, as a woman who is built like a corgi dog, as a small, big-titted, big Bootied, saggy, big titty, lo- long corgi dog. Now you're flirting. Torso of a five foot, not, torso of like a six foot four. You do have a long torso. Inseam of like a two year old. So it's the proportions. I look better with a higher waist because if it's if it's low, it's like whoa, she's got a lot of belly area, rib cage. Hide it, hide it. I have, I have. I have like Kermit a little skinny
0: girl fupa. It's like a little and I have ai t I'm I'm all leg. You're
1: you're Kermit the Frog. You're short, I'm and long. I'm I have a, a low Corgi. butt. I'm My a butt's Corgi. Low. Yeah, so you're Kermit. I'm Corgi. We should make a, an adventures of Kermit and Corgi cartoon. So <laughs> this is the so truth. This is what we need so to work yours on. Com- So yours comes so yours comes out to your titty. Mine, I actually feel like, oh, she looks good. They look good on me. Well then, I have a, I have
0: like six pairs for you that I'll Thank send you. to you. I would like them.
1: I'll take I will look like you know what
0: I look like. I put it on and have a regular mirror, but it looks like I have one of those funhouse mirrors that makes you smushed because the pants are up underneath my tits. Furious! Okay. I'll
1: take them. I will take them happily.
0: I think we need to solve that before we figure out homelessness. We need to figure out the pants situation.
1: Very important. Very it's very an important. extremely important situation for us to handle. Very important. <laughs> Get on that Joe
0: We have one last question From one of my super fans Blakey Sherms A.K.A. Blake Sherman A.K.A. Sherman 5465 Does Arden think Carol killed her husband
1: Yes (laughs) And fed him to the tigers Yeah For sure For sure Guilty 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 Yeah Definitely did it And probably smiled Oh (laughs) I would know Do you think she wore A special
0: outfit for it Because she had a lot of Weird outfits
1: Yes Oh, she was definitely wearing a tiger print. While wow. she definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, did you watch the vow with the Nexium? The Nexium. I've been hearing about this. Do I need to watch the vow? I think you do. And now everybody's telling me I need to watch Seduced. I know you're out there going, yes, I have I Seduced. I know that, but I'm not a member of Stars. I have to get a member. I have to get Stars. I have to become a member. Of I'm. Stars. A, excuse
0: me. You don't have a
1: table. Um, i'm not a member at stars yet. i'm a <laughs> member of stars will you sponsor me so i could become a member at stars
0: i want the <laughs> nicest table in this restaurant excuse
1: me i rude. need a nice. rude rude um you do need to watch it here's what i want to tell you cult oh. branding volleyball what's volleyball. that volleyball volleyball is that volleyball. a hint In the Nexium, in the Vow, it's like a cult with a sex cult in Albany with branding and their love of volleyball.
0: Okay, I'm from upstate, now I need to watch it. Albany, you had me at Albany.
1: Albany, sex cult, all night volleyball sessions. I
0: mean... Yeah, 1,000% I'd sign
1: up. Has anyone been to Albany? I can't believe that many people are fucking in Albany, that they're so into dirty fucking that they need branding Girl, in Albany. You know why? Because it's the capital of
0: New York State, and all the little political shit goes down there. Wasn't there where Wiener? that Wasn't goes. There where we- Wiener was doing it? Wasn't Wiener? Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut shit. They show up with their political briefcases and leave them at the door. Thank you. And they go and they put on, you know, elephant
1: underwear. I don't want that. <laughs> what town are you from? Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. I worked at a camp in Saranac Lake. You did? What did you yeah. do there? I was completely, it was so fun. They should never have hired me. I was 18 <laughs> years old. For an entire summer, I had like 30 10-year-old girls in my cabin at the age of 18. I should never have been taking care of a 30, 10-year-old at 18.
0: I mean, you think about places like that. People are just, but then again, when you have kids. In the woods. Go ahead. Leave them.
1: Let them go. In the woods. Yeah. Any murderer could come. There was no lock on the cabin door. No. Why would there be a lock that would be safe? was an eighteen-year-old big-titted, big-ass, thin-waisted, oh perfect, and, and
0: high waist yoga pants count? Not, a,
1: and at that point in time, I was like thirty pounds heavier, so I huge tits, huge ass, gut, <laughs> bu- burrito beer gut. Oh, some oh. like fun, like college shame. I just want a burrito beer gut. I really kind of want to oh grow god. one of those. Oh my god, I could do it. I could do it in eleven days. <laughs> if I really, I, I really could think do it in it. one. I think I could probably do it over a long weekend, at, like a peanut butter factory. <laughs> yeah, I burritos have burritos and peanut the- butter, peanut butter like pie, <laughs> McFlurry.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of beans because I feel like you could fill up the fill up the gut with a lot of air.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that for us. You know, <laughs> and then we go jogging, and then when we're done, we we're go like, jogging. I gotta get back. Go I gotta get and all the. <laughs> well, when I first started. It wasn't an option to have any curves like that wasn't a thing. There was no thing where anybody was like anybody that was any size that was normal. So it's like now there's variables. No, now you can like be a normal human being.
0: It's kind of great. It really is kind of great. And then here I am a little skinny bitch with the fupa. And yeah. I might have to write I might have to send a hate crime letter to Marshall's the buyer. Yeah,
1: yeah you should. not It's a hate crime. I love Marshalls so much. I love Girl. Marshalls. I love
0: their I fitting love... room is great for a grief fetal.
1: Oh. You ever get
0: into a grief fetal in, in public?
1: Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. Those are fun. I I took a nap I passed out in the middle of our living room floor, like at the feet of people the night. I was after. wondering about that. I read that. I was like, I wonder if she really, like, were you just so exhausted? I couldn't. I almost, like, just blacked out. I just couldn't because I'd been up and, like, we'd been making those bird those seed scenes. bags. Yeah. And I'm like, and I just blacked out, like, at the, but I needed the comfort of people. Like, I didn't want to be alone. I didn't yep. want to go to my room. And these were all my people. And I just curled up like a little ball. And I just slipped at the feet of everybody for like two hours. And then I came and I emerged and I did the entire Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. Ba ba ba. Ba ba ba. Who knew that's what needed to happen, but that it was the weirdest production. And then I was also my brother and I did a brother-sister production of Little Shop of Horrors, where he was Seymour and I was Audrey. <laughs> Suddenly Seymour I, I mean Steve to Martin my, To my brother I did To My Brother <laughs> That's, That's what went beautiful. down the night That's what had to happen We played Suddenly Seymour At my mom's funeral With the piano We tried to get Beyonce They said no So we got Suddenly Seymour
0: I, You know I, I read that where you asked If you could play All the single ladies Single ladies By Beyonce And they said no And I thought that was rude I know I was like um, can we play It's Beyonce? your funeral Like Yeah Oh, I'm sorry. An anthem about women feeling comfortable being single
1: is bad under the roof of Jesus. Thank you. Jesus is mad at a cute, fun jumpsuit and Jaunty moves in unison. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Do you know the story of Mary? Excuse me. Hello? She got a jumpsuit. Yes, she
0: did. (laughs) They weren't, you know, they didn't make it. Yeah, she was a single lady.
1: Um... How, what's your plan for the rest of the year? What's your plan for the holidays? What are you going to do? <sighs> I'm going to go home. Okay.
0: And ride this mom wave. I think that's smart. You need to go be home. I'm going to go be home my sister. That's smart. It's do good. all my
1: work from there. It's best to be with people who feel the same way. You don't need to not feel any... any you don't need to not feel... No, that's how I feel, yeah. though. It's like... And the whole town will get it. Everybody there will get it. You know yeah, I mean?
0: you said you were... Um, when you were in Little Compton that you were like embraced, the, the whole town embraced you.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, and they still do. I feel like they're still, I was, I was worried when I, you know, you hope, because it's a small town, you hope people like it and they're, so I think that they've all been really nice and excited about this. Like, they really did. Rise. I mean, you really like,
0: has, you said the most famous thing is P- Poe the Crow.
1: <laughs> yeah, Poe the Crow, who stole, who stole the mail. The crow. You should read the whole book. It'll make you laugh. I'm I've already early, decided
0: I'm going to. I probably the, the
1: early the early parts are silly. There's a lot of silliness. It doesn't get heavy till the end. So like it's like light reading and there's photos and shit. It's a good light read. It's I know really that,
0: inspirational because I I told you before, I also started writing a book a few years ago and I linked up with a um, literary agent and, you know, we were getting ready to shop it all and then my uh, woman that I was working with that was helping me write it, her father died and I, her and I were so involved that I just stopped maybe the process. You
1: to, maybe you need to write it by yourself.
0: And then I started again and started writing about my dad and, and everything that was going on with my dad and then my mom happened so I really want to like off the podcast like get some serious inspiration from you like just like what my next steps are can what they should not should be but like just any sort of advice because I feel like I'm at a
1: I will tell you I actually found the process of I wrote this I wrote most of this newly grieving right Right. and there's like a magic to that because you're crazy yeah and you're and you're your channels open and you're true you can't lie your truth is open and your heart is open and there was something – and you're a funny person, so it's not going to be a drag. Yeah. You know? But there's a certain moment in time – like, I, I knew – not to be – like I knew from my dad, like, you feel like you're going to feel that way forever and that you're always going to remember it, and then you don't. Like, I think – would ima- I don't have kids, but I would imagine it's probably, like, childbirth that you, like, forget it so you can do it again, you yep. know? That's what I've heard. Maybe Women who've had multiple kids are like, fuck you. You remember everything. <laughs> but, like – but, like – I think I sort of knew that the, I was like I, I could have easily postponed writing this but that there was a certain grace of like I'm here writing this right now I'm in an Airbnb with my mom's cat writing this right now like and showing up at the page and the grace of that um, and it was a different book than I sold and it's a better book it's a better book it's honest yep. and it's all of it so I would tell you to read the whole thing Write down all your funny shit from your life. Write down this, like, just, like, literally, when I say it, like, literally a list of, like, so I basically made, like, here's my 10 most embarrassing stories. Right. Like, best of, of, like, the shit in the pant, whatever. Like, here's my 10 worst moments in my life that are, like, (laughs) the the ones that are, like, the essence. And then, and then I would maybe write down, like, things you learned from your dad, Mm. passing stuff. And then maybe, like, where you're at right now. And see if there's a structure and a story there of, like, what that would be.
0: Who I am on the other side of... It's really... So you inter- are, you're right. It's interesting to yeah. be in this place where I'm not sure what's going on with my mom. Yeah. And... And I
1: think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah.
0: Right? yeah. And writing from... Because you're right. Writing from a, a exposed, open place is... There's... I I can't... I can't be fake anymore. I can't I people s- please anymore.
1: Oh, my God. Well, it feels like, so fucking good, though. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This is the biggest gift that I've ever... So I've taken... I took up multiple proposals for this. I guess we're just going to have this on your podcast. I've taken up multiple proposals for this. And, like, over the years. And, d- and so it was like... And then when... It was Sarah Colonna and Guy Branham's book agent reached out to me and was like, I want to take... I want to take a, a proposal with you. I was like, ugh, like, again? Like, this, just, I don't want to do this again. Like, uh, like." and then I, this was in summer of 2018. And then I thought, okay, what, the version of me now, what would I want to say, like, not the person that thought that I wanted to do it, like, eight years, like, now, or whatever, five years ago. Like, what would I want to say now? And then, so I wrote the proposal of that, which I'm happy to send to you. And then, when my mom died, it was like, oh, this is a – she was barely in the proposal. And then my friend says, it's not my memoir, it's my memoir. And I actually think it became a more – even though it sounds daunting and dark, it sounds heavy to write a, it actually became a more optimistic, joyful book. It was more a celebration. I think my dad was more prevalent, but it's like, this was all like, look at this mad, fun, crazy lady that – like, look at all this fun shit that I was programmed with because of this woman – and it was fresh in my brain because everybody was telling me about it. It's like, I'm just gonna start with a feeling of that. Mm. And like, no bullshit. And what would I wanna, what would the 21-year-old version of me wanna hear? What would young Arden wanna hear? Like, and like, what would you wanna say to a young lady out there that is like like you have stuff there's your your channel's open right now. Yeah. And it's still gonna be funny. Like of so I made sure like I wanted it to be honest. I wanted it to be funny. I wanted it to be hopeful. And I just... I wanted to tell the truth. And, like, what's true to you? And I and think you honestly, you're
0: like... From the chunks that I have consumed, you've done that. It's it's so... It's so... It's so pure. And it's so raw. and And honestly... Through the darkness The darkness doesn't feel so light Through your filter
1: I feel like it's a really hopeful Fun book And And what would you say
0: You know you were talking Just a second ago about What you would say to your younger self And something important I want to touch on um, Before I let you go Shit on your neighbor's lawn
1: Sure I mean somebody's gotta do it
0: (laughs) I'm gonna be right over I've got Uh, a can of
1: beans A cup of coffee And a will to run (laughs)
0: I'm coming over. We're gonna do a dual chamber to, to drop on your
1: neighbor's fupa, lawn. Fupa, fupa, yeah, great. What would you
0: say to people listening and people who may be going through similar situations that you and I have experienced—grief, losing somebody, in the process of losing somebody? What would you say to them that you would, you know, would have wanted to know then?
1: Find somebody you can talk to that's not your family member anybody like find an outside place where it's okay to be not okay get like schedule yourself a place to go whether that's a group a 12-step group a a therapist or you can get counselors like some insurance or like social worker and put on a dance song like you're not betraying a loved one if you have a little Mm. fun like you're not betraying somebody's and protect yourself from the vampires like you know who makes you feel good and you know who kind of makes you feel bad when you're around them and it doesn't mean you don't need to make a big big deal about it but like maybe schedule more of the good and less of the bad (laughs) and you're gonna be okay but like listen to your inner compass like listen to your inner compass I really believe that that like we swim towards the surface like like our body instinctively knows how to take care of it like for the next yes. indicated action so like lower the bar yep l- listen to your body but make sure you go like do one fun thing like what's something that's a little fun and safe and it can be really simple
0: like i, I like roller skating i that's oh my god
1: getting stoned
0: oh god. and going getting stoned and rolling
1: Oh, my God. Debbie Rolling Ryan a joint and
0: rolling on my skates.
1: <laughs> Debbie Ryan and I went, we would go roller skating. We would go, I went to, like, the roller derby. I did karaoke. And, like, it's, you know, like, and so now you could do karaoke in your house. You can dance in your house. Go for a walk. Like, move your body a little bit. And just protect yourself. Protect yourself from the frenemies. And it doesn't, you don't need to deal with it all now. You don't need to end a friendship or have that big chat or be like, you know what, Rhonda? Like, you don't need to deal with it. <laughs> Just like. Fuck you, Rhonda. <laughs> you I Rhonda? Go fuck yourself. Fuck you, Rhonda. Oh, my mom's still with me? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're, my mom's in a better place? All right, why don't you trade with my mom? Your mom's in a fucking better place. You're, you know, like. That Fuck you, Rhonda. Fuck you, Rhonda. Oh, my mom's still with me? You're not with me. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah. bu- for that reason, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I felt for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> and truly, that would be what I would say. I would definitely and lower the bar. Like, just know, like, you don't need to feel great. Just know, like, you're just making it through. You're just like, and it's okay to cry. You don't need to feel great. Take a hot bath you don't need to feel great you can feel like crazy but be your friend like you're still allowed to like you can feel terrible and still have a little fun like
0: I think that's an important sentiment like the betrayal of your loved one like you're feeling like you need to be so sad all the time during grief and there's a place in time and you really have to more often than not find the energy create the energy manifest the energy to do something fun
1: I mean, even listening to a podcast like this, my podcast is really fun. like find places that are safe that like pop it in if you're gonna go for a walk like listening to something that's fun and positive and makes you laugh a little you're not you're not a bad person if you laugh,
0: no, and you're not a bad person if you laugh and take a shit in your neighbor's lawn. That's science,
1: or if you laugh as you take a shit and <laughs> you scream, I will be honest with you. I chose the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Not just based on the bush covering. And was your bush right. covered? My giant but bush. It's hard to cover this bush. You kidding me? There's so much to cover. It's like a canned ham down The COVID there. bush. The quarantine <laughs> the COVID- bush. <laughs> you know what? Oh, my God. I booked a wax for like three weeks from now. I can't wait.
0: I love that you're whispering into the podcast.
1: I'm <laughs> so excited. COVID bush. I was like, I can't. I can't be. I've been tending to it so much myself. But there's like. It's just, like, the razor burn, like, and I'm like, no. Mine looks I'm... like this. Oh, my God. This actually mine is my bush. Like this is coming That's out of mine. my pants. Mine grows like a fan and has pink roses. It's a full covering. Oh, my God. COVID bush is no joke. It's no
0: joke. Girl.
1: Nobody. COVID. Mine is... looks like
0: Lionel Richie from the 70s. Mine looks
1: like, uh, <laughs> mine looks like, uh, Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> And also does prop comedy. Oh, God, does it smash watermelons? <laughs> it smashes. These things will smash. You want to smash that watermelon? <laughs> it also wears striped shirts. It's not great. It's not. It wouldn't recommend it right now. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah. Hey Raya. <laughs> Hi John Mayer. I would Hi John Mayer. Recommend this. Everybody go out and get it. I'm going to finish it. You'll laugh. You'll cry in the intro and you'll cry at the outro, but you'll laugh in between. It's amazing. Forward by Debbie Ryan. This this horny gal wrote it for you. Look at that fox. Barb from Stranger Things. You think I didn't (laughs) recreate that and make a puzzle of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I made my own fucking puzzle. Look at that bag. Oh, by the way, if you want a tote like that, and that's a high-end tote. That's not some bullshit. No, this is a legitimate tote. tote. You you sent me a puzzle, a book. You signed my book. Fuck yeah, I did. You think I'm garbage? I'm going to treat you like garbage? You're my spirit animal. Do you know what Um, I did? What?
0: Because of the place I'm at in my life and, and wanting to get back into my book, I put this out to see it every day as inspiration.
1: Yes. Read my bo- I want you to read this whole thing so I'm you going can to. see how it can be so y- so you can write a funny book while you're crazy. Yep. This is how you can read a funny book with an open heart that's n- not fully okay. Yep. But it's completely true. Like it's a, it's pure. There's a purity and I actually think it's a gift. There's a magic. I actually feel like you're there's like a connection happening that yes. that there's a window in time because it does heal. And I think the gift is in there's a truth serum that you won't you don't have when you're not right in it like yes. you are right now.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Um this uh, honestly has been so delightful.
1: If you need a book agent, you want to submit the proposal. I have a great book agent.
0: Oh this is a magical moment. <laughs> <laughs> is it because I'm gonna oh, send oh. you yoga pants?
1: Oh, give you my address uh, and, give, shut my give, line <laughs> and tell me that you love me yeah give
0: my fans your address where can they find you
1: thank you so much for asking i am okay podcast little miss little, little, miss little compton if you want to get that tote and assigned copy if you go to uh ardenmarinebook.com but it's m-y-r-i-n doesn't look like marine looks like myron ardenmarinebook.com amy schumer loves it molly shannon loves it zach galifianakis chelsea hanley our girl jessa may right here i also host a podcast called will you accept this rose it's on iheart or you can get it wherever podcasts are <laughs> i'm on insatiable on netflix but you can also find me on twitter instagram and facebook at Art and Marine M Y R I N. I like design. <laughs> I like fun clothes and cats. And that's what you'll find on my Instagram. And The Bachelor.
0: I and and I like you. I a like lot.
1: you too, girl. Girl. I like you so much. And I was so happy. I've been thinking about you and I was so happy to hear. And everyone's sending you good vibes. So she's still in the hospital. Yep,
0: she's still is there. She, I think she's just, at this point, trying to find a new boyfriend.
1: Is she in a coma?
0: She's out. No, she, she's in a closet now. They just kind of put her in there just to...
1: She's looking for a doctor? Yeah, she's looking
0: for a hot doctor. <laughs> I, I think she great. she she passed out with Steve in the room, and she's like, mm, maybe I should upgrade.
1: Fuck you, Steve. Excuse you, Steve. I'm 11, and you're Steve. I'm 11, and you're Steve. That's the title of your book right there. <laughs> I'm eleven and your Steve is a really fun book title. It or is really a chapter. fucking funny. There's a chapter title. <gasps> write that down. I will. That is such a good idea. You need to do a Steve. There you go. I'm eleven and your Steve. There's your start of your new oh my proposal. God, start my fresh. My face hurts. I will let you. Don't even look at your old proposal. Don't look at your old shit. I won't. I don't. I, I, I honestly was going because, to. Because don't do it. Because you can also go. You can go steal from it later. When you write the book, don't even look at it. Start here. I'm eleven and your Steve. <laughs> Start with, I need to do a dance number. My dad just died. Start with, I like to get high and go roller skating. Yeah. Start with, I got a FUPA and, you know, and start with, I'm on my dream job and now I'm flying and it's like COVID and this is where we are. But I think I'm 11 and you're Steve. Start with just that. Just That's jot that down. That's a really good idea. <laughs> 11 and Steve. Chapter yeah. titled by yeah. Art and Marine. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Great. I also like, you know, I've seen you on a lot of podcasts and you talking even like even your intimate stuff you've been talking about. And like the pizza, the, the guy that put like jot that shit. Those are chapters. Yeah. There's a chapter. Yeah. It could be an empowerment. Funny, like fucking from a badass strong woman. All the stuff that has been cracking open in you right now. Just just jot it down. You don't need to put it in. It's not a it's not a commitment. It's just a proposal, but like and then the book will tell you how to write it.
0: That's like the greatest idea thinking about the podcast with Ryan Sickler um, yeah. yeah that's a whole
1: jot, just literally jot down this 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 here's like 10 chapter ideas 15 chapter ideas Three lines each. And then here's like a sample chapter. I'm 11 and you're Steve. Just write that I'm one. I'm going to have to title chapter.
0: this podcast How to Write a Book.
1: <laughs> That's it. And then what I did, so then they were like, okay, it's between 60,000 and 80,000 words. So I started out, I literally just did a, I, I would give myself stickers on like a calendar and I would do like 1,000 words a day, 1,500. I just started with the word count. And then I like printed it all out and like organized, I like cut, I was like, okay, this goes with this, this goes with, like I cut and paste literally on the floor. But I just started with the word count. If I was just precious about coming over and over the yes. first chapter again, it was never going to fucking happen.
0: Right. It, that, like, that's true. You just have to just fucking write it.
1: Just keep going. It's like learning how to become a headliner. Like, you're getting to get to that fucking 50-minute mark. Get to the check drop and keep going. Like, yep. just learn, you know. Get, so to, the ch- get to the – I miss the check drop. I miss it so Get to the much. check drop and just barrel through the check drop. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, like <laughs> – so, so, just start with, like, literally – here, here's how you write your proposal. This is me. This is the overview of the book. Here's your little bio. These are the books that it's like. This is how I miss out. This is my audience. This is how many followers I have. And then you're like, okay, here's the book. Here's the here's the 12 chapter. Here's four lines of each chapter. Here's one to three sample chapters. You could just write, I'm 11 and you're Steve. Work on it, <laughs> show it to a few friends, email it to me, email it to a few buddies, tighten it up, and then like put some fun photos in. You know, and then send it off. I'm
0: gonna Sold. fucking sell this thing. Yeah, I'm gonna and sell like, this thing and break yeah. hearts and, and mend them. I want to break also, and mend hearts
1: because it's also like you're like you're like uh, inspiring. You're like tough, funny, sexy, relatable, like baller strong woman who also owns her sexuality like loves pot is a fun rascal but also has a big soft heart like and to all like the women out there to inspire them that you can be all of that and you can be and and that you can be smart like if people try to cheat you like you're you know like that you are all of that and you are smart and strong and you you earn your own money and you are fucking like you're a mogul like you're all of those things are true that was so
0: that was so beautiful.
1: It's true. You that left out
0: bad. one thing. What? I'm Brad Pitt's girlfriend.
1: Thank you. Oh my God. I love that for you. I love that for you. You were honestly
0: a delight, and I I I take all that to heart. I appreciate that. Sometimes we have to hear it from other people, you know, just to when you're in certain places in your life. You need we need little reminders and I honestly think like this episode will be a a reminder for some people who need it, and also a tool to use when they might come into their life and find themselves in a place where the things that we've spoke about on this episode can be the magical tools that they need. So I thank Shit you happen, for that.
1: And you can be okay. You learn all about it. And Little Miss Little Compton available worldwide. Available on Kindle and audiobook. If you're like, I don't feel like reading. It. Maybe you should just get the audiobook. You just get the audiobook, guys. Arden, I love you. you. Thank you so much. I love you too. I'm thinking of you, and like, it may not be your best year ever, but you don't need to make it your worst.
0: You're a magical, magical human.
1: (laughs) Thank you. you. I love you, Boo. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.